The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis, that guy over there. He's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you'd like to call us, if you have a question for us or a comment, Call 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It was certainly an exciting week, as they all seem to be these days. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down 1%. It is true that stocks, in fact, sometimes go down. Uh, it didn't seem like that for a little while, but yes, stocks can go down, and, and the S&P was about 1% lower last week. Uh, the small cap market, uh, small cap stocks were down about a third of a percent, so we saw some outperformance from U.S. small cap stocks. Uh, in the international markets, uh, I think it more had to do more with the move in the dollar, but uh, international developed stocks uh, were down 2.2%. And the emerging markets were about 2.5% lower. So uh, we had our, our first risk-off uh, week in quite some time. Um, and we can all debate, you know, the, the talking heads on TV are, are probably going to point to a debt downgrade. I don't think that's what it was, but uh, that's what they wanted to talk about um, because that was an easy, easy thing to point to. So you, in the bond market, we saw interest rates move higher and prices move lower. The aggregate bond index, which is sort of the S&P 500 of the bond market, uh, was down 1% as uh, yields were higher. Uh, we saw a yield on a six-month treasury at 5.48%, a one-year treasury 5.35%, and the 10-year uh, is back above 4%, 4.07%. It was healthily quite above 4%. Uh, earlier in the week uh, when the U.S. Uh, debt got downgraded, but um, it has since come back a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, Josh and I were debating last week if we thought the yield curve was going to uh, become normalized and uninverted <laughs> uh, because it's been inverted for such a long period of time. And it's starting to, to, to go that way, but the inversion's it's, flattening. it's still yeah. a ways to go for it to be normalized because a normal normal yield curve looks very different than the yield curve we see today. Uh, Historically, remember, though, that the yield curve sort of, sort of normalizes right pre-recession, too. So Yeah, and when, what we're talking about, the yield curve, is you know the shorter-duration bonds should have a lower yield than longer-duration bonds. Uh, you know, a 30-year bond should have a higher yield than a one-year bond, but right now a six-month bond has a much higher yield than a 30-year bond, and so that means the yield curve is inverted. Uh, and historically... Uh, leading up to recessions, yield curves invert, and that's what we've seen. But we've just seen a really extendedly long uh, period of an inverted yield curve. Uh, gold traded down about 1%, 1977 an ounce, and oil was up 2.5%, $82.38 a barrel. So Don't look now. Six weeks of gains for energy prices. Yeah, and obviously all of you that are, are going to the pump are feeling it when you fill up your gas tank uh, you know, oil pr or gas prices have come up significantly, um, which is interesting because, you know, usually this happens at the beginning of the summer, summer driving season. But uh, there's obviously, obviously a lot of other factors that should go into have, the price of oil. Should have taken the chance to fill up that strategic petroleum reserve $20 <laughs> ago, but uh, too late now. So the big economic news last week. Uh, was the July jobs report. The U.S. economy added 187,000 jobs last month. That's actually the lowest uh, addition in jobs to the U.S. economy in two and a half years, going back to 2020. Uh, expectations were for 200,000 jobs to be created. The funny thing was the unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5%, which is the lowest since 1969. 
the average hourly earnings rose about four tenths of a percent in the month. Um, so obviously the the labor market continues to remain strong. That was like a Goldilocks number for sure for for the market. Yeah, um, you know I I would say that that the labor market is is probably stronger than the numbers are reporting. And we can say anecdotally, you know, Northwest Quadrant, uh, we're looking for a receptionist. Uh, and it is very interesting uh, in the interviews that we've done or the pers- prospective uh, employees that have come through. Um, you know, anecdotally, we'll tell you the labor market is the tightest uh, we've ever seen it in terms of trying to hire somebody because either we're getting very unqualified candidates that, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. Um, or we're not getting as many as we normally would. So, uh, and if you're an employer, you know you are you know the difficulties. It's funny for Josh and I to watch the talking heads on CNBC talk about it, uh, but you know when you talk, it's so crazy to us that all of these so-called economists and people that are so-called experts, and even the Federal Reserve, if they would just go out and and come to offices like ours, or go to a real estate office, or go to different places that are trying to hire people, they would understand uh, what's really happening. But instead, they just read reports and and they let the they think the data is uh, you know is is telling them. There's the a supposed debate that whether or not the average hourly earnings are up because of increased productivity, and that's a <laughs> Very evidently not true when you are actively participating in that search for labor. And what Josh means by that is what we have to pay somebody that has almost no skills to do some to do a job that takes skills is mind-boggling. So we're you know the salary that we're having to pay now versus four years ago is crazy for somebody with a fraction of the skills. And so it's not a productivity gain, Steve. Least you know it's just not. So um, and then the other big news last week and what the media would w- wanted you to believe. And all of us to believe was a huge deal uh, was the rating agency Fitch, which is funny to think of. But Fitch downgraded U.S. debt uh, from AAA to AA plus. So there was a downgrade. Uh, the last time um, Moody's downgraded uh, U.S. debt was in 2011. Um, uh, and this time they, they pointed to, you know, the the failure to or the difficulty in raising the debt ceiling, the political uh, dysfunction in Washington, D.C. I understand it all. But the idea that the U.S. credit is not the best credit in the world is sort of laughable uh, to, to, to put it in perspective. Um, Company, there's companies, there's two companies, Johnson and Johnson and Microsoft, that have AAA rated debt. And to say that the U.S. government isn't AAA rated is laughable because remember we can print money, J and J and Microsoft can't. Even or it seems like Microsoft does. Um, and then Canada, Denmark, and the, Germany. Yeah, the, Come Jay, on. the Jamie Dimon point, which I think was the most salient and the best one, best made, was just that all of these countries that are functionally protectorates of the United States have a better debt rating when they don't really exist without without the. Uh, U.S. military going to bat for them. So it's, it's sort of an interesting paradox to see what Fitch is doing. But, I mean, to their point, like, there's definitely political dysfunction to a degree that we haven't seen uh, in any of our lifetimes, but uh, it doesn't really make sense. But, yeah, I mean, you get down – I mean, the, the U.S., whether they could put triple B or triple A, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you know, the debt – I mean – it, 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 we're not going to default on our debt. It, it's it's sort of preposterous to think that. The, so, and the other thing is the credit rating agencies after the global financial crisis have zero, uh, you know, credibility. With and these. important to note with yields going up, especially on the back end of the curve this week, there is a massive flood of uh, U.S. U.S. government debt being issued. And, and that's course, why rates went higher. When there's more supply, you know, they've got to offer a higher rate to get more buyers, and that's just supply and demand at work. All right, we're mostly through earnings season, Josh. What? How did uh, earnings season? for the second quarter shakeout within the last minute so. Apple and Amazon reported yesterday, which dragged us closer to the flat line, still uh, down 4% year-on-year for the third quarter, uh, Q2. Um, So, you know, that makes for two quarters in a row of negative earnings. We talked about it last quarter, but uh, we are in the midst of an earnings recession. Uh, Revenues are marginally higher, two-tenths of a percent year-on-year. So uh, companies, you know, facing... Facing earnings declines and stock prices have gone up, obviously. So stocks, therefore, are more expensive. But uh, you know, on the on the on the average, the beat rate is close to eighty three, eighty two percent. So you know, they you lower the bar, jump over it, and that's what happens every quarter. And they did step it again this quarter. It. But they don't jump over it; they step <laughs> over it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what ultimately what's happened, right? Is that because companies are beating, stocks are trading higher, but 
earnings are declining and, and so and stock prices are going higher. So that means stocks have gotten much more companies expensive. that beat have underperformed, though, and companies that missed have outperformed. So it's this weird paradox. Well, what's weird is we have higher rates and stock prices more expensive. Uh, those two things don't make a whole lot of sense. All right. If you be part, if you like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or comment, call us 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to ask the, answer the question, why do you have so many accounts with your financial advisor? Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Anyone can choose to make a difference. You can help people succeed, rebuild after disasters, protect the environment, or feed the hungry. Not only will you make a difference for others, but for yourself. You can earn money for college, learn career skills, and make friendships that last a lifetime. Make a difference. Choose your future. Choose AmeriCorps. Hi, I'm Leslie for Osteo Strong of Bend. I am living proof that you can reverse your osteoporosis. I started with OsteoStrong in 2018, and as of my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. But I'm not quitting. I'm sticking with the program to keep building bone and to stay strong. OsteoStrong can help you with so many health concerns. I highly recommend them. Google OsteoStrong event or give them a call. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better with OsteoStrong of Bend. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. This is Matt Crowder live at the gas station on 41st Street reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Oh, there you have have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SALE for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SALE for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SALE. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. 
Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, so the S&P 500 is up about a little over 17% on a year-to-date basis. That's obviously been well-documented. It's one of the best starts to a year that we've seen. Uh, the market is also 5% higher than when the Fed started hiking interest rates in March of 2022, which is interesting to me. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't think that would be true, but here we are. Uh, Volatility has also been crushed. The VIX is down to 13. That's the lowest weekly close since January of 2020, which, which is hilarious to me because the VIX is supposed to be a measure of volatility. Uh, and it's a measure of volatility at the current time, but it tells you nothing about the future. Generally, when it gets to really low numbers, uh, that uh, usually means it's going to come back with a vengeance. Um, and as stocks continue to rise, active managers continue to get more bullish and are now leveraged long. Uh, the average exposure of an uh, active money manager is 102% long, meaning they have 2% of their money in their portfolio is borrowed so they can buy more stocks. Uh, last October, when the S&P 500 was 1,000 points lower than it is today, those same managers had 20% exposure to stocks. So you all think that these so-called experts on TV are so good at predicting where the market is going. That 102% exposure should have happened last October when the S&P was 1,000 points lower. Now that the market's up 1,000 points from there, they're increasing their exposure to stocks. It just goes to prove that nobody, including the so-called professional experts with all these resources, can can get the timing right. In fact, most of them, this is why active money managers don't beat the benchmark because uh, they do the wrong thing at the wrong time, just like a lot of you trying to time markets. I hate that we're now at peak, no landing. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh sent me this from... I, I don't like that because consensus never happens and now we're there. Josh sent me this from uh, Robobank uh, and I thought it was pretty clever and pretty funny because it is talking about his generation. Uh, but another explanation that has been preferred to me in recent times is that millennials and Gen Zs in developed countries can't afford to buy a home no matter how much they save. So why not embrace nihilism and buy those Taylor Swift tickets? Yeah. <laughs> that explanation suggests that high asset prices may actually reduce the effectiveness of monetary policy transmission, which is counter to the usual logic. I just think it's – to me, I, I, I know that it's trying to make a comment about uh, monetary policy and what the Fed's doing, but to me it's funnier. It's a funnier story about Josh's generation, the millennial generation, and Gen Z. Um, you know, I saw an article last week about, you know, that boomers don't get that, that you know, why Gen Z and millennials um, don't want to work hard and, and they think working hard uh, and staying at the office is a waste of time. Um, and I just my answer to that is goodbye, sweet America. Uh, goodbye, sweet America. <laughs> Good, you better you better all teach your chil- children Chinese because those people want to work hard. And if, if you all of your generation Want to sit around? You better learn Chinese. Okay, so uh, Josh and I, this happens a lot when we do our free retirement views, um, and it always sort of boggles our mind um, that there's not more question asked when that happens. But you know, we'll have somebody come into our office, and uh, they have a financial advisor at one of the big national firms, say UBS or Merrill Lynch, uh, or, or even in Edward Jones, and, and they'll have. Um, They'll have maybe four different IRA accounts and four different taxable accounts and, and and then maybe a couple other Roth accounts. And that's per individual. And so a husband and wife might have 12 different accounts. And the, it's always odd to us that they never say, like, why do I have so many different accounts? And, and the answer to the question is your financial advisor um, is not actually managing your money. All they're doing is outsourcing the money management to a third-party asset manager. So if you, if you think about um, you, the relationship you have with your financial advisor, most of these men and women uh, at these big national firms aren't allowed to manage money for their clients. Uh, they're just a relationship manager between you, the client, and the actual money manager. They just are picking these money managers uh, from a slew of people. And so then – you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, I thought I was hiring this person to manage my money. No, you're just picking this guy or this lady to pick other money managers for you. Uh, and so, of course, there's all these extra layers of fees in the, that are involved in there. 
um, that don't make sense. Now, the, the important thing also to know is that, you know, the money managers that are ending up in your accounts that are managing your money aren't there because they're the best. There's also these all these other reasons that they're ending up in there because of the revenue sharing that they're willing to do with that with your advisor's firm. Um, to pay, it's a sort of a pay-to-play arrangement. So, you know, to us, it doesn't. It, it, it never has made sense to me when I see all these advisors, and yeah, we've been to conferences where they talk about, oh, you know, free up your time to prospect for more clients by not managing your clients' money, outsource the money management of of your uh, clients' money. And, and we think to ourselves, you know, w- w- that makes absolutely no sense. First of all, Josh and I, we really like doing that and we like following markets. And so to us, it doesn't make any sense. We would n- I wouldn't be in the business if I outsourced our clients' money management. And I, don't, and I know Josh wouldn't either. Um, but why add an extra layer of fee? So we know um, one of the most important components of long-term portfolio returns is fees. And so if you are hiring a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch or UBS, one of these places, uh, and paying that person. And then that person is hiring an, a third-party money manager who also has a fee, which is, in fact, the biggest fee of all of them. How, how you know, there's no chance you're going to have low fees. And remember, the other component of that that we think is even the most important is that obviously they're doing this and they're not using index funds. So we think that, you know, Indexing, it's been proven, and we talk about this on the show all the time, you know, professional money managers don't beat their index that they're competing against over time. Very, very few. Or or potentially they are. They have an index-based third-party asset management platform, but the TAMPS fee goes on top of the index fee. So Nobody (laughs) knows what TAMP means. Yeah, I mean, there's just no point of actually doing it that way. I mean, that's the... There's just another too many cooks in the kitchen. Functionally, is at the end of the day how it works. But then you know the other part of it is each IRA account you have has an additional fee, you know, forty dollars annual custodial fee. All these things um, that make it very hard, you know. And then and then you say to your advisor, well, like what what's going on here? And they say then they get to blame it on the money manager. And it's like wait a second, like what? Why do I have you again? Like why am I not not just picking money managers? And so um, it, it, that's what's going on in our industry. We don't understand why clients stand for it. It, it just means lots of extra complexity. It means your tax d- documentation is much more difficult. Um, you know, there's no coordination as it relates to taxing taxation in your taxable accounts. So we work very hard with our clients' accounts that are taxable to make sure we're, we're, we're you know, exposing them to the least tax liability. And if you have three different money managers in your taxable account, how do you coordinate all of that? And so, you know, we just think it's crazy that anybody would hire a financial advisor in today's world with with the, how easy it is to do, and that financial advisor would then go hire money managers. They're essentially, it makes no sense. They're trying to justify their fee, which is the biggest, as the value add there is picking other people to do the job functionally. And that's something that you need to be aware of as the end user. And financial planners are doing the same version where they try to add value as the financial planner and they outsource the money management. You want to get to the source. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how that relates to our clients' money. If you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like to be added to the e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Just one adventurous spin of the wheel could win you thousands in cash. Indiana Jones has the dial of destiny. 
But Indian Head Casino has the $75,000 Dial of Dollars Adventure. Now dare to cross forbidden boundaries to the ultimate adventure. Drawings ah! are every Saturday in August. If your name is called, you get to spin the Dial of Dollars and win up to $1,500 in cash. This goes beyond my longest dreams. So start earning entries today and walk away with thousands. Ah! And Fridays, it's Indian Head Casino's Tut Tut Hot Seat Drawings to win $200 in cash for you and $100 in bonus slot play for your friend. Wow, thank you. Indian Head Casino's $75,000 Dial of Dollars Adventure with drawings every Saturday this month. Everybody, listen up. Indian Head Casino, where winners play. Management reserves all rights in the Players Club for details. Join the Ben Chamber for What's Brewing, the impacts of Deschutes County policies on local businesses, powered by Miller Lumber and SunWest Builders. We're excited to invite the Central Oregon business community to hear from Deschutes County commissioners and the county administrator about policy topics impacting local businesses, including access to child care, workforce housing, and other key initiatives of the Ben Chamber. What's Brewing, Tuesday, August 8th at 5 p.m. at Tethero. Admission is $25 for members and $40 for non-members. Register today at benchamber.org. ORG. The highway is coming. The highway is coming, so the RVs gotta go. During the Big Country RVs Highway is Coming inventory reduction sale, we need to reduce our inventory for highway construction. Highway 97 construction would decrease the lot size in Ben, so Big Country RV has too many RVs in stock. Save with bigger discounts. Get a lower payment. Make an offer on the RV you want. For example, you can now buy a brand new Springdale trailer for only $197 a month. Springdale trailers are easy to operate and versatile, making them the perfect first RV for anyone. And they start at $197 a month at Big Country RV. And Big Country RV is your Central Oregon dealer for Lance, Alpine, Cougar, Forest River, Keystone, and other popular brands. The highway's coming, so the RV's gotta go. Save and bend, save in Redmond. During the Highway is Coming inventory reduction sale, Big Country RV, your locally owned hometown dealer. Stock number 13343, sale price 22,961, 144 monthly payments, 8.99 APR with 25% down on approved financing. Hi, it's Mike for Highline Homes, and summertime brings a whole new appreciation of what a brand new custom-built Highline home can do for you and your family. There are the benefits of air conditioning, quality insulation, and windows. We've had a couple winters and hot summers. I'm very impressed with the insulation. Winter, it stays warm, and in the summertime, when it's really hot, it stays nice and cool. It's really impressive. Then there's the perfect outdoor living space to create all of those summertime memories. We have a really nice back porch, um, and the kids love it. The kids have had people over for bonfires and stuff outside. It is nice, yeah. I'm on five acres out here, and it's fun to be back there. You want to be there. You want to entertain and, and hang out. It's nice. And did you know that Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers, so that down payment does not have to be an obstacle like it might be with other options. They build a very high-quality, good home. See plans, photos, virtual tours, and more right now at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, they'll Well, I did it. I'm Leslie James, and you've been hearing me talk about my journey to reverse my osteoporosis for a couple of years now with OsteoStrong in Bend. I joined the OsteoStrong program and followed their advice, and according to my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. I am living proof that it is possible with patience and dedication and my membership to OsteoStrong. Try it yourself. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on uh, Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment, give us a call 877-670-7117. So who has been impacted most by the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes? The Federal Reserve has hiked interest rates from zero to five and a half percent in a relatively short period of time. That's a huge increase. Uh, it's obviously at an unbelievably low level. And five and a half percent by historical standards is not high Fed funds rate, but it feels high, I guess, for some people relative to where we were. If you're Gen Z or millennial uh, and 
have only experienced low interest rates, I guess it feels like a big move. And now, you know, mortgage rates, 30-year mortgage rates hit 7.2% last week, which is uh, a meaningful uh, for people borrowing money to buy a house. So obviously those with adjustable rate debt, an example of that obviously would be credit cards. The average interest rate on a credit card continues to rise. That's, it's 21%, the average interest rate on a credit card. Uh, to think about paying 21% uh, on non-collateralized debt, consumer debt is is crazy to me. Um, then obviously if you're in the market for a new asset purchase that requires financing like a house or a car, those people are going to be impacted. Um, and then, you know, if you, if you look at the, the uh, housing market has if, never been this unaffordable in the history of the housing market. And you know, I guess if you're paying cash, it's a little bit more affordable, but you know, house prices have risen, but obviously interest rates have risen as well. Like I just mentioned, the average uh, I think it's 7.1% right now, a 30-year mortgage, but it on Wednesday hit 7.2%. So, um, you know, the amount of money that people are have having to dedicate, uh, not only because the asset prices of a house has gone up, so the, the value of the home has gone up, but also mortgage rates have uh, more than doubled in that relatively short period of time. That's changed the affordability factor in the housing market dramatically for a lot of people. It's The, the housing market's the least affordable it's ever been, even when you go back to the huge boom we saw in the middle 2000s it's it's never been this un unaffordable all right let's tackle some email questions we got an email from the initials or uh, uh, he says uh, my I assume it's a he my wife and I disagree on whether or not we should pay off our mortgage before we retire we still have over a hundred thousand dollars left on the mortgage and would have to use retirement money to pay it off, what do you guys think? Absolutely do not use retirement money to pay off your mortgage, unless with the maybe limited exception of uh, you know, a, a Roth and you have a very significant Roth balance, you're not going to be relying on the Roth for ongoing income and, and you can take it out and you're presumably past the age of 59 and a half, so uh, you get that money tax-free and your cost of capital is lower, but I would argue the opportunity cost over the long term of taking out Roth money to pay down a mortgage that, you know, my assumption would be is at a very low interest rate, uh, lower than the current risk-free treasury rate of north of 5%. Uh, that just is not a trade that's going to work out to your favor if you're interested in maximizing the amount of money you have at the end of the day. We totally understand and think it's legitimate that, you know, people don't want to have additional alligators to feed while they're retired, and we understand the aversion to debt, uh, particularly amongst older generations, but uh, from fi strictly financially speaking, that's not a decision uh, that makes a lot of sense. If you're taking out traditional IRA money uh, to, to pay off a mortgage, you know, you have the cost of capital is your marginal tax rate of every one of those dollars. And uh, that is significantly higher uh, than the mortgage interest rate itself. So don't make that decision just because of your aversion to debt, even though it can be attractive to remove uh, outstanding obligations. My um, answer differs a little bit from Josh's um, because I've been married for longer than Josh's. Or I would say do whatever your wife wants, and then <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh is right. I mean, yeah, I, the only thing the only thing I think maybe uh, might change this a little bit is you know people talk about retirement money uh, and they don't they don't differentiate between an IRA and a taxable account. So you know I have a lot of money that I deem as retirement money, but my biggest pile of money is my after-tax account, and it's it's a lot bigger than any of my accounts by a lot, and so I think of that as retirement money. So, OR, if you in fact have a brokerage account, a taxable brokerage account um, with after-tax money in it, um, that's the best place to go because like Josh said, you, you don't want to read the Roth to do it because um, that that money growing tax-deferred and then coming out tax-free is huge. Uh, he's right about the, the taxable uh, traditional IRA type money. But if you have an after-tax investment account that you deem as retirement money, um, that is a good a good place to go. But like Josh said, you have to do the math. I mean, presumably your your mortgage hopefully is somewhere in the 3% range and you can now get essentially five, a little over 5% um, in a very tax efficient way that's risk-free. You know, you have to do that math. Um, it depends on sort of your cash flow story. So there's some other questions there, but the, the most important thing is you don't t touch 401k or traditional uh, IRA money uh, that's going to cost you a lot in taxes to, to pay that off. That is something just we would never advocate for. Okay. I uh, got an email 
says, hey, guys, I listen to your show when I can and enjoy it. <laughs> I agree with most of what you have to say, except when you talk negatively about annuities. This must be a an, financial advisor that's sending us this. Uh, I have owned an annuity for years that is invested in the market. I recently started getting monthly income that is guaranteed for my lifetime. It's worked out great for me, which is why I'm wondering why you guys think they're so awful. Respectfully, Dennis. Dennis, are you a financial advisor? <laughs> uh, so, Dennis... This is one of those situations where good for you, have at it. If it works great for you, no problem. We'll tell you why uh, you probably would have a lot more money if you uh, didn't own an annuity and had it invested over time, and maybe you'll understand why we're so negative on annuities. So first off, Dennis, my guess is you didn't walk into your financial advisor's office and say, sit down for a, and say, Mr. Financial Advisor or Mrs. Financial Advisor, I'm retiring. I want you to sell me an annuity. That didn't happen, right, Dennis? They, they, they you know, prepped themselves for the appointment and they sold you this product that was going to be uh, the greatest thing for you and your spouse and retirement and it was going to guarantee you all these things and you weren't going to have to worry about the market anymore. That's probably what happened. And so far, Dennis, you perceive that it worked out great because we've been in a rising market. Uh, and even though you were paying ridiculously high fees, you know, the market did so well that you, your accounts still grow and you love that word guarantee. And, and guess what? They can only an insurance product is the only thing that cannot use the word guarantee. If Josh and I use the word guarantee with our clients, the SEC is quite unhappy with that. So, uh, Dennis, here's here's the problem with annuities. Um, you were paying to get a guarantee and own an annuity with all of these bells and whistles, somewhere north of three percent in annualized fees. Probably more closer to four percent because the fees have gotten even higher. Especially in that in lifetime income rider costs you another half percent on top of the rest of the annuity fee structure. So let's say you were paying somewhere between three and four percent fees. So let's just call it three and a quarter. I'll be generous, but I'm sure it was higher. But let's call it three and a quarter. So, Dennis, on January first. The way that I think about that is you were down three and a quarter percent. You, your portfolio had to make three and a quarter percent to get to zero. Okay, so that's a huge headwind. If we think long-term market returns with stocks trading at you know 25 turn, times earnings, if, if we're going to have a decade, next decade returns are going to be maybe seven and a half percent, and you already have a three and a quarter percent fee, your returns are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of whatever inflation is. So your real returns are going to be essentially zero. If you if you take if you look back at the last ten years that you were presumably invested in the market and you had that money in something like the S and P a sixty forty or seventy thirty portfolio, uh, and your fees were extremely low, your portfolio value would be substantially higher. So let's say your portfolio is now a million bucks, uh, you know it grew from seven hundred to a million. Um, if if you had it in a low cost fee and and the you know the fees were lower, uh, that million. Presumably, it would be a million four. So, the total income you could get off a much higher account value is going to be a lot greater than some lower account value where you're going to get a guarantee off of. So, you might think, Dennis, that it's working great for you, but the opportunity cost of what you should have done and why we think annuities are so bad would have provided you so much more lifetime income. In fact, you could have gotten more income um, in a more tax efficient way over time and not had. Uh, all the ridiculous um, rules that go on with annuity because Dennis if you want to take out more than the guarantee that's going to throw everything for a loop and your guarantee is going to go away or be greatly reduced so uh, I didn't mean to be so sarcastic that's just my nature sorry I'm from the east coast all right if you want to be part of the show give us a call 877-670-7117 or email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back we're going to talk about why the Roth is so great now so stick around Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. For most kids, summer is the best. 
But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at BenFoodProject.com. BenFoodProject.com. Every job has a unique set of tools. One tool all jobs need is workers' comp, providing protection for workers and employers if there's an injury. SAFE is Oregon's leader in workers' comp. We have the largest network of workplace safety professionals in the industry to help reduce injuries, and we strive to make Oregon the safest and healthiest place to work. A commitment to safety. That's workers' comp that really works. Learn more at SAIF.com. This summer, keep your yard growing healthy. You'll find everything you need at Eastside Gardens, where great things grow. The best fertilizers, plant foods, pest solutions, and more. Eastside has you covered. And summer plants? Now's the time to add more shrubs and perennials. Buy four and get the fifth one free at Eastside Gardens on Southeast 27th at Darnell. Open 9 to 5, 7 days a week. Look for the giant rooster and those in-store specials. You'll find it at Eastside Gardens, where great things grow. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So there's a phenomenon happening in certain cities, especially on the West Coast, where Wealthy people are leaving in droves, and it's costing those municipalities lots of money in tax revenue. And one of those such places is our very own Portland, Oregon. <laughs> uh, there was an article last week in the Oregonian that uh, Multnomah County lost a billion dollars uh, in a in essentially eighteen months in tax revenue as high income earners have left the city immense, you know, what's going on. I don't have to tell you, hopefully you, most people know what's going on in the city of Portland in the last couple of years, really since the pandemic. I mean, it is bedlam. Uh, and it's really sad to see. I mean, you know, Josh and I were there for a conference about a month and a half ago, um, you know, and I go there with my kids for sporting events all the time. And to walk around downtown Portland and to see all of those empty office buildings and empty storefronts is, is really sad. You know, I, I'm 
I want I want good things for the state of Oregon. I want good things for the city of Portland. But uh, bad things are happening, unfortunately, especially to the city of Portland. Um, and I don't see any changes being made that are going to fix that. And it's going to be very, much more difficult to make those changes when you continue to lose tax revenue. I mean, a billion dollars uh, for a city like Portland is meaningful amount of money in tax revenue. I mean, um, and so... You know, they, they want more social programs, but they have less money to do it with. It's just not uh, really working out. And so that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, if you'll go to San Francisco, the same thing is happening. Los Angeles, same thing is happening. And so, um, you know, but then you go to the places like Austin, Texas, which is also a liberal city. So it's not always a liberal uh, conservative thing. Um, you know, they're seeing just unbelievable booms uh, because they're they're treating uh, their circumstances a little bit differently. And so um, it, it's just a sad thing to see. Uh, if you've been to Portland, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, the month of July, in the month of July, uh, we saw almost a record broke uh, for consecutive trading days higher. Uh, in the month of July, the Dow, which is a very imperfect index, saw 13 consecutive positive trading days, which tied 1987 as the second longest winning streak. If the, if the Dow had gotten to 14 uh, trading days, uh, it would have tied the longest ever. And that that streak happened in 1897. So who knows if those records are exactly accurate. Uh, but yeah, there was a there was a, a stretch there. I think I probably texted Josh on the 12th or 13th day of consecutive days positive, And I texted him and I said, uh, stonks only go up question mark. And uh, of course, Josh's answer because he's a millennial was, of course, they only go up. <laughs> It's not the bull market. You really are a genius. That's right. Okay. So um, there have been some changes, and we're going to talk about some of the changes for later in the show. Um, but the Roth, IRA, the Roth IRA or 401k, simple, all of the options that you can save now for retirement, uh, there are, are Roth options. And so just for to make it really basic for the, the people that don't maybe know the difference between a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k or traditional simple or SEP and a Roth – is that if you invest in, in a traditional 401k or IRA, that money goes into the account on a pre-tax basis, meaning you're not paying taxes on that money. The money grows tax deferred. And when you take it out, every single penny that you take out from your traditional IRA or 401k is taxed as ordinary income, right? Because you got you didn't pay taxes on it originally, so they need to tax it as ordinary income when it comes out. The Roth is is the opposite. So it, it goes in on an after tax. So you're you're paying taxes on that. It goes into the account, grows tax free. But then when you take it out, it comes out tax free. And so, um, you know, the, so many people, uh, especially high income earners, they 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 don't qualified to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. Uh, but now you can contribute to a Roth 401k or a Roth simple and your company can match on the Roth side. Uh, and so, so many, and we have clients that we have these arguments with all the time, uh, that say, no, I'm still going to contribute max out to traditional side because I need to deal with my tax, lower my tax, uh, liability now. Uh, and, and so here's, we'll tell you this, Josh and I've been doing this job and, and we obviously are dealing with clients that are retired, uh, and we deal with these people that are still working and higher income earners. And we make the argument to them all the time. Look, you're really going to want to have that Roth money. You're, you're going to be really feel like the money that's in your traditional account, your traditional 401k, your traditional IRA. You're going to feel like that money is trapped because of the tax liability to get at that money is so steep. And here's the, here's the, I think that for me, the crux of the argument based on what they're doing in Washington, DC and, and cities or, or uh, um, state governments around the country, do you believe that tax rates are going to be lower or higher in the future? I, I happen to believe there's just no way that tax rates aren't going to be higher in the future, no matter who's in the White no House. Way. And so, you know, because we can't keep the, what we're doing up. And so um, if tax rates, tax rates are going to be higher in the future, it behooves you to have a ton of money that you can access uh, on a tax-free basis. Well, that means the deferral that you think you're getting isn't the present value that you thought you got. So that being the case, you know, it's, and, you know, we 
face a lot of pushback from this, especially from those high earners, because they say, well, they point to that value that they're getting now in the form of the reduced tax liability. And it, we know how it plays out because we get to see the dozens of iterations of people that are trying to avoid paying the taxes later, and they wish that they didn't have as much money trapped in those pre-tax accounts later. We see it. I've never met someone, I've never met a client that wishes they had a bigger pre-tax balance trapped there uh, That is because the, it influences your spending. We watch people don't that refuse to spend their own money simply because of the tax liability. And they hate to take the required minimum distributions because of the tax liability. They give the money to charity often uh, directly from their account just to avoid the taxes, which they would have spent if it had been in, not, if it had been in a different location in the first place. So much time, money, and effort is spent on avoiding taxes. It boggles our minds sort of. And so look, death and taxes, right? You can't avoid them. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, we have Roth option. And so I, I, you know, Josh and I don't qualify because of our incomes being too high to be able to contribute to our Roth IRA. But now we have access to Roth uh, in a simple and in a 401k uh, because those as part of the Secure 2.0 Act, that's been added. And believe me, you know, of course, it would help me on a tax if I if I contributed to our retirement uh, account on a pre-tax basis. But I know in doing this job and seeing our retired clients how much more I will enjoy having after-tax money. In fact, I save so much more on an after-tax basis than I do on a pre-tax basis. It's like and why are 15 law, to 1. Why are lawmakers interested in expanding the optionality to contribute to Roths now? Because they know so few people are actually going to take advantage of it, but they would rather get the tax revenue in their hands today. And so make that post-tax contribution. That's why they're expanding the option, because they don't want to see people actually contribute more on a pre-tax basis. Yeah, because they're such good capital allocators in D.C. <laughs> All right. If you uh, would like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment, give us a call. The number here is 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. If you also want to be added to our e-newsletter list where Josh and I do a video in the middle and end every month, let us know in that email that you'd like to be added to the e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to talk about U.S. Treasuries, good old U.S. Treasuries, especially in the wake of the credit downgrade. So you're not going to want to miss that one. It's exciting. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 